life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Just sold out the floor seats. See, I wouldn't picture you as a as a hip hop guy. Oh, I, when I grew up, my my parents we had ten kids in our family, and then my my parents went and adopted uh, Eddie Martinez, who's a Puerto Rican. And um, can I interrupt the story first of all yeah. by saying that's not hip hop? That's what is that? What is that's that? Like, it's like um, that's Kanye West, whatever like he is. 12 year old pop, you know that's what? 12, for 12 year olds, well, I don't the, claim the three whitest guys I know sitting around <laughs> discussing what is hip hop and what is, yeah. I don't claim to um know what good music is, I just know what I like. It's one of those art things, I don't know what's good art, I just sure. know what I like, yeah, yeah. And uh, but when I was getting back to the Eddie Martinez thing, so he listened to a lot of uh, this Bootzilla, and he was into really funkadelic, and uh, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I got I was onto all that black music way before anybody else. I didn't I didn't like rock. I didn't I wasn't uh-huh. into Led Zeppelin or mm-hmm. rock. Oh, I hated that rush yeah. shit. Oh. And uh, so anyway, I hated all that stuff. And I was into Blind Lemon uh, Lemon Jefferson before he was big. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah, so he's, he's another black blue. guy. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Even... Like old blues dude from, right. like, <laughs> from the early 1900s. But when right? the disco revolution happened, you know, I wasn't really that into disco. I was into, you know, more like Teddy Pendergrass and stuff like that. Get Is that up, more soul? Get down, get funky, get and, loose. And, and Parliament and stuff oh, like okay. that. And, and, um, so they didn't really understand what I was into. And then there was real rap. Like I was onto it right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. And my brother could spin on his head, which is how I could get into, um, we get into bars that way. I go, hey, my brother will come in and spin on his head. On <laughs> yeah, like, you know, us break dancing and people yeah. loved it. It was like, and now they want to see it. So he'd come in and he'd spin on his head and I'd get to come in and drink. And oh, cool. uh, it was fun. With, was I, he, yeah. One time he broke the mirror, though. He hit his, the mirror. There was a mirrored stance floor and he hit, hit it with his head. Mm. Was he an epileptic or something? Yeah. He was epileptic, but Eddie, it, Eddie you know, the epileptic uh, Puerto Rican. You right? make lemonade. <laughs> you make lemonade, Jim. Hey, I understand that. No complaints for <laughs> yeah. me, fella. Yeah, I, I went to I went to an inner city school when I for like two years when I was in junior high, and that's where I first saw breakdancing, first saw moonwalk. You know, a uh-huh. couple years before Michael Jackson did it, and I was listening to like uh, Africa Bambata and and all these other guys. While my brothers were listening to, well, how about you know that was right around. It wasn't long after that that Paul Simon also discovered African music and people got on his ass because they said he co-opted it, but I loved it. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Rhythm of the Saints, Little Graceland. I always loved it. Yeah, I just loved that stuff. stuff. It was like, well, he, you know, he just, it's like when someone does a country album or whatever. Yeah. By the way, that's another thing. Like, there's good country music, too. Like, you know, most country is bullshit. It's like most music is, you know. It's the, it's like there's their Boy Scouts running to be their grandma's best f- friend or something. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know what the hell's wrong with those guys, man. I like country music because I like stand-up comedy because you're supposed to be a rebel. Well, real, yeah, I real love stand-up. Music. Yeah, I love... If, listen, if you haven't been to jail or you haven't been you right, know, that's run the over kind. by a train, I don't want to hear your yeah, country music. I, you and have, I want to hear it drunk. 
passed out on a pool table in a honky tonk somewhere. That's right, exactly. And if you ha- if your best friend hasn't stolen your woman, yeah, you know what I mean. You have some real pain, yeah. and that's I what I want. I don't want to hear you singing about your hot wife Nicole Kidman. I don't want to hear that either. That's Come horrible. That's, that's not country music, and you won't. <laughs> and you won't hear it in this house, God damn it! Mm-mm. But I also liked when I was in high school. You know, I liked so I liked that music, so mm-hmm. I liked dancing. But that was right around the time, like Morris Day and the Time. I'm sure, like I was really into them. So we would go to them. It was after discos. They would, you know, they weren't discos anymore. They were just dance clubs. Mm-hmm. But you know, I liked it because that's where you could meet girls. You know, mm-hmm. that's like that's why guys joined bands. Well, oh, I yeah. went to, I started dancing and stuff, and. That's when uh, I used to dress just like Morris Day from the... You did not. Yes, really? I did. I would love a picture of that. Yeah, yeah. I used to yeah, wear we collar bars and yeah, skinny yeah. ties and the baggies. You walk around with a sidekick named Jerome who holds up the mirror for you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. His name was John McGuire. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, thanks for tuning into the Road Stories podcast, everybody. I am your host, Murray Valeriano, coming to you from a beautiful, beautiful day here in Southern California. Once again, I feel bad about global warming, but... <laughs> I like it. It's great. I, nice I like little, it. You know, um, I like hot breeze. weather. You live in Pasadena. It's beautiful. It's really hot there. It's like 20 degrees hotter than uh, downtown L.A. when it's hot. And the smog is terrible. In Pasadena, the smog's yeah. bad? Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. There's, I, Jim, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Because <laughs> you're stoned most of the time. You're, you're in a cloud of juice. You know, uh, like with, uh, it's a, but normally the, the sky weed. is... Just as blue in Pasadena as it is <laughs> here in Santa Monica. So, is that that's where we're at, right? Yeah, Santa we're in Santa, basically Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah. Where are we right now? I, I won't go to Pasadena a lot. I never noticed smog there. No, there's I no smog the, there. Oh, it's why terrible. don't you work the ice house? If you, by the way, uh, Jim Earl and Jimmy Dore join us today. You know, it's be, like Jim, Jimmy, and James will right. start a Nickelodeon show. Uh, don't you work the ice house much? You know, I used to work it a lot. Yeah, and then um, they switched. Bookers. And then what at Bookers and um, it was just one of those things. I'm, I I took over my own booking. My manager got too busy, sure, because uh, he represents Chris Hardwick and Jim Gaffigan right, right. and all these guys who are really busy. Yeah, so uh, so that kind of got delegated to me. But at the same time, is when I kind of took myself. This is a show called Road Stories. I kind of took myself off the road. I used to be full time. Right, that's know. our show. We're done. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> I used to be like three out of four weeks on the road. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm maybe once every six weeks. I'll oh, go is it out. that? Yeah. Oh, and so, okay. or it, it's, but you know, it's just so I can do the 45 minute set, mm-hmm. which you can't really get in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. But uh, did you enjoy doing uh, three out of four weeks on the road? I, I did. I did two out of the three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you enjoyed two out of the three weeks? Usually that's how it worked out. Yeah. yeah. And then the third week was. Uh, uh, it, it, there was a lot, probably a lot of bad problems, right? You had to do too much morning radio, so you're tired the whole time. Oh yeah, like I like doing morning radio, but sometimes they'll get you up at five. They used to. Now that almost never yeah. happens because it's all corporate radio. Mm-hmm. But uh, they used to. Sometimes you have to get up at like five thirty in the morning, and then you didn't get back to the condo till noon. Yeah, and uh, or wherever you were staying, and or the hotel, and I mean you're wiped out. Now you got to you're wiped out out. Yeah, yeah. You know, so anyway, and then you try, then you like, you can't get straight sleep. You sleep for a couple hours and you wake up and you're kind of like that insomniac. You're awake, but you're still dog mm-hmm. tired. And anyway, so that's how it is. That, that's the road. I mean, this is the road story. This is the road story podcast. Everybody so that's what I'm, t- I'm telling you exactly how it is. And then you walk around your hotel room and you just rub yourself on stuff. <laughs> Why not? You know, uh, Zach and Mac did it. And you got to rub yourself on what Zach and Mac rub themselves on or Ollie Joe Prater. 
whatever Ollie Joe Prater uh, rubbed myself on. You know, I don't think Ollie Joe Prater and I ever crossed paths, and I don't think we ever <laughs> even worked the same club ever. He was the big dude, right? Yeah, he was huge. He was uh, he, he was worked, a big well, he, cowboy. And he was Jewish. He was a Jewish cowboy. Oh, really? Yeah. My favorite kind of cowboys. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, was that Wasn't the guy he like five the... foot three and he weighed three thousand pounds? He was. Yeah, he was short and hugely rotund. Yes. And, and he'd come out and he'd uh, the first, he wouldn't say anything. He'd, he'd have a bottle of beer and then rest it in his mouth, so it would by itself, so it would drain into his gullet. <laughs> and then he'd flick it into his hand and say. My name is Ollie Joe Prater, and this here is Prater Aid. And the crowd would go nuts. Nuts, yeah. Two wow. months later, he was dead. <laughs> it's funny, but true. Yes. <laughs> now, that's the guy. I mean, even who, David who Tell had... doesn't drink anymore, right? Uh, I have no, no idea. He, uh, yeah, last time I talked to him, he wasn't. That, but that was a couple years ago. I don't know if yeah, he came back I, or no, not. Yeah, I heard something. Actually, yeah, I think. Yeah, so. I don't, what is this with this not drinking? It's like I, was it's, at, I did a show last night, and the three comics before me were like, oh, I don't drink, I don't drink. And I'm like, am I the only? I got up there. I'm like, am I the only fucking person who drinks here? I was lucky. Be, go ahead. Everybody's sorry. old and tired. Go ahead. Yeah, I was lucky to be able to moderate my drinking. Yeah. And what helped me a lot with that was actually in when I, when I was 28, I was like, I, I used to drink ta- gin. I love Tanqueray. Uh-huh. And, uh, but, you know, even at 28, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't know how alcoholics pull it off. I tip the hat to those guys. Yeah. at stamina. I've always said gin, man. Gin's for alcoholics. Yeah, I, drink so, vodka. I drink vodka. <laughs> so, I think that's the alcoholic drink. Because you could drink that straight. Anyway, but... Um, <laughs> what, so I I was somebody my friend gave me a pot cookie I, I was, so I had stopped kind of pretty much I'm like I couldn't probably drink once a week maybe uh-huh. and you know we work in nightclubs every night of the week so anyway long story longer um, the pot cookie I was like this is unbelievable I, right. what is this and I wrote all these jokes and uh, I was that was so that that's when I a started, star is born as they say I don't I they wrote Jim all these jokes <laughs> yeah did, I mean, before, they, were they good when you sobered up at before all before I was just relying on you know eye movement <laughs> and <laughs> eyebrow raising yeah and occasional <laughs> which I employ still heavy today yeah. but I also have jokes now so that's I, nice uh, but yeah so that stopped me so now I can still have a scotch yeah. or two and I'm okay, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Some guys, they everybody, they like, they overindulge and then they can't do it no yeah. more. Yeah, uh, having this, having a kid, really kept me in check because now I can't drink Monday through Friday, even if I wanted to, you know. So when I go out on the road, I fucking tear it up. What's up, Jim? You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> ah. Yeah, come on, Are you and me. No, yeah. how do? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't. You know, I. Uh, it, it, uh, comics go nuts over these drink tickets. You get drink tickets all the time, and it's like every place you go, they give you a drink ticket, and you and so you just wait around and you have a beer or a drink, and that's boring. It gets tiring. I yeah. mean, who cares about getting a drink ticket anymore? That's 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 my beef. <laughs> oh, I just did a gig at uh, a place called Comedy Ahoy, right down the street here. What here? In town? It's, yeah, it's in actually Marina Del Rey. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Comedy Ahoy. Comedy Ahoy. It's on Washington Boulevard. So you gave up the road for the big time. That's <laughs> what you did. No, what happened was, no, I started doing a radio show and a podcast, mm-hmm. and then I, I started doing a web series mm-hmm. for the Young Turks Network. And uh, so it was, you know, it was great. Uh, I didn't, you know, I get to that, you know, the road's a young man game, especially yeah. if if you're, you know, if you, I was selling a lot of tickets. Mm-hmm. 
I, I was I was only selling a handful of tickets in each market, so it wasn't enough to. So I was just getting regular headliner money. So it sure. wasn't uh, that that wasn't a blast. Right. So I'm like, wait a minute, I gotta I had to reevaluate, and I'm glad I did because everything worked out, and uh, I got you know because of my radio show, I'm allowed to do a lot of sets mm-hmm. in town here. So, but the thing happened is I got an offer like a month and a half ago. Here's the bad end of that to do an hour special. Oh, great! And um, from New Wave, and so I I didn't have anything on my calendar. I was like, oh, so then I started I had to scrambling to get longer sets. Sure, and, but you know, I just ex- I just was up in Santa Barbara last night, so I could do. <laughs> They want me to do an hour and fifteen minutes. So hour and fifteen. An hour and fifteen. That's a you know that's a and long they cut time it down to, to an hour. That's a, but that's so they have extras for the DVD. Sure, yeah. So that's but that's a long time to ask people to sit there and listen to. Dude, <laughs> I, talk. I, I mean, I've said this a thousand times. I'm at forty five or fifty, and I'm out. Yeah, yeah, and, no. I'm, and I'm out either off stage if I'm headliner, or I'm out if Chris Rock's doing it. I just do not have that yeah. attention span. Like fifty. That's where uh, you're at, man. Yeah, I've seen guys. I, I, once you go past the hour, they the audience just loses steam, and it, you can be the best comedian. Mm-hmm. Either you know, I don't know. I've never seen Bill Cosby live. People say he does two and a half hours, and it's still, but he's sitting down, so maybe you're more relaxed. And half the time, I think they're on Thorazine. Well, you know, I'm nothing personal. People like Bill Cosby, I'd, I'd sit there for two hours. You know, <laughs> I would. Yeah. I mean that guy is incredible. Yeah. Even though you know he has some personal issues and things. Like I hear that. he has some personal issues. <laughs> incredible. I hear you know I was the last one to find out about that. You were. I must have been right before you. Because yeah. I just I found out about that too. Yeah, I didn't know. I know my, my I opened for him one time. My wife always gets sleepy around him. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but uh, well, you open for Cos? No. Oh, damn it! <laughs> that was just for the joke. That was a good joke though. <laughs> well worth. Me so are they going to pay the audience? Because sometimes, you know, if you're going to stay an hour and 15 minutes, sometimes you got to contact your local talent agency and get some some pretty girls up front. Yeah, yeah. And then they pay them, you know, like, you know. I'm not sure how it's working. Bucks or Do something. you know where you're, you know where you're taping it? Yeah. Yeah, it's the, at the El Portal. It's on November 7th. El Portal. Where, oh, we're coming yeah. up. Yeah. That's like next week. Yeah, it's coming up. So wow. I'm ready. Um, that's the good thing. Oh, you are ready. I'm excited. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I, I got, I did, I got sets. People, the improv gave me a, a couple headline sets. Good, and good. The, the flappers has been very good to me. And then I just, this uh, woman up in, um, she runs that set list up in Santa Barbara. Her name's Kimmy D. Mm-hmm. She put together a show at the Brazil Arts Cafe. It was fantastic. All these people came out and it was nice. We went up there last night. I was with um, Matt Kirshen. He's very funny. Oh, I love Matt. He's great. Yeah. So that was my road story from last <laughs> night. I drove all the way up to Santa Barbara. Well, that's a brand new road story. I was in Ventura last night. Oh, really? And the guy who opened... We could have uh, high-fived on our way. Yeah, just smack. The guy who opened the show uh, said he was opening for you next week somewhere. Oh, yeah, I'm doing that gig next week. What gig? The one you were probably doing in Ventura. Oh, the club or the I'm other... doing some Thursday night... Oh, yeah, yeah. He said it's some wine some... bar or something. Oh, yeah, it's at a winery or something, yeah. Is that well, a, maybe a wine bar. Yeah. My, I don't know. A wine brewery? Yeah, I don't know. This is boring. What's up? <laughs> wine, a wine bringer? Right? Wine brewery? A wine bringer. Okay. No. Yeah. But I guess they have like, uh, that was another thing. Like she, I was booked to do her show later when she accommodated me. She, I said, can you move it up so I can practice doing my yeah. hour? And she said, sure. So somebody switched with me. I figured who it was. It would be nice if I remembered so I could thank him. When you do your hour, are you going to have a stool with a glass of water on it? I'll t- I usually take a shit. Oh, Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, what? What? <laughs> did I? What he did was comedy right there. <laughs> that is the closer. Thank you very much. Ladies See, and gentlemen, I... I just took a shit. Thank you. 
That's called. Uh, see, when you say stool, I'm thinking the medical stool. And, but well, yes. And, At your uh, age, I think <laughs> everything, everything you're thinking is medical. Medical, medical marijuana. Yes. You know what? But I'm gonna add, I'm gonna somehow have that. I've never needed to <coughs> to have a cue card. All right. I've never needed to have a little mola, and I've never needed to have uh, <laughs> a cue card. Cue cards, but th- for to do. You know, they want 75 minutes. Uh, that I, I'm going to need. Cue card, actual. I'm going to need somehow to. Card somehow, like maybe somebody said Joan Rivers used to tape her stuff on the stage, like a band does. They yeah. type their set, set lists. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's what I'll do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just to outline a set list. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, just a set list. Or put it on the stool next to your water. Uh, that's for some reason it's better if I can constantly look at it. You mm-hmm. know, if I can constantly look at it while I'm talking, because it's look down. For some reason, I can look right at something and not see it. Sure. If I'm only looking at it for a few seconds, maybe you can't see it because you're wearing sunglasses inside. Maybe, maybe. Oh, <laughs> like you are now. These are prescription. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I have prescription sunglasses too. I have the same kind of. Where'd you get that? Costco? No, no. I got these that were my I, my eye doctor sells glasses, and these were some of them. But oh. I got to tell you. I couldn't recommend freaking prescription sunglasses anymore. Then they are so worth it. Really? Yes. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Because I can't. Sorry, I have perfect vision. I, well, like I, don't, if I'm I in, can't understand what perfect, you guys are you talking have 20, about. Twenty uh, fifteen. Twenty. I have if twenty I, something. I forget what it is. Man. If uh, if I am in my car and I have my sunglasses on and like suddenly I get a text, well, I can't read it. Uh huh. I got to take my sunglasses on, get my reading glasses, put them on. Look, yeah, but yeah. if I just have, it's great. So I just look down, and uh, in fact, these my my regular glasses. <laughs> Wait a minute, will you repeat that? Yeah, that that means I can't read. I, can't oh, okay. oh, I thought you were getting texted that. I'm yeah. like, who's texting you at this point? I do get texted that sometimes. Right. My my, very, ne- my nephew. That's a very bright pink cup of coffee you brought. What is that? That's yeah. that's a symbol of uh, I'm okay with my masculine, uh, my vaginity. Sure, okay. Is that? Oh, that's a tape. You own that. You didn't get that. Yeah, no. no it, was, it looks uh, like it looks like a it looks like a cup you'd get at McDonald's. It's like a fluorescent pink. Wait a minute, you bought that deliberately? My wife bought this, and she brought a bought along. It's along with a blue one that has blue, blue and pink. You're in girl school. I know. <laughs> I was thinking the last time I saw you, Jimmy. Oh, really? Yeah, this is how long it's been. How'd I look? You looked good. Oh, good. And your wife was with you, too. She's fantastic. The last time I saw you was in Vegas. Oh, right, with Brian Regan. Brian Regan, and you were headlining. What comedy club was that? The L.A. Comedy Club? Yes. Is that still there? At the Bally's, of course. Yeah, I just did it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Those guys are super cool, man. That's a fun club. Yeah, I like those. Well, it's fun for me because they like my comedy. (laughs) (laughs) They think I'm funny and they dig it. And we uh, so that's fun. It's always fun to work for it's for someone who's, you know, not just an employer, but a fan. Yeah. And I like that room because it's a a sheet of glass right behind you. So you look right over the strip. It looks pretty cool, which is really cool. Yeah. It kind of holds that old Vegas vibe still a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and it's right next hooks up to, to the Paris Hotel, which has that uh, French restaurant in it that has that patio cafe that uh-huh. goes out to the strip. I eat there every day, sometimes twice a day. It's, really, I love that place. Oh, all right, jeez, yeah. Well, la dee da. Look at me, Mister no, Fancy Headline. No, I'm just saying, I love. I just, you know, I like food. I don't have kids, so I, I like food. No kids. <laughs> I don't have kids, and I'm married, what does that so have I can't. To do with having kids, I like food. I have a kid. Okay, well, I don't know. I just thought I had to have a reason. And um, <laughs> he, he has kids and he likes them. He doesn't cook them. 
and eat them. <laughs> <laughs> we went to that Todd English restaurant over at in the Bellagio. Yeah. It's called Olives, and we had the beef carpaccio, and it was the most amazing. Really? Yeah. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. It was really off. I mean, that's a find for me. Like, I like now I remember that when yeah, I go yeah. back. I went to this place. That, it's a sushi place that's open till four in the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, but it gets all like high. The, one of the highest ratings restaurant. I'm like, what? And they're open till four. I go there. They had real wasabi. If you've never had real wasabi, oh my god! What, have we, like, what have we been eating? So most sushi places have pretend wasabi. I guess they okay. use like, like green paste and they put uh, mm. horseradish in it or whatever. Okay. But real wasabi just has another... It's like, you know, the difference between orange juice and fresh squeeze. It's like another level. Oh, okay, sure. I was like, wow, what is that? And the guy's like smiling at me. So that's real wasabi. I was like, holy cow. What's real wasabi made out of? I don't know. They grow it. They can. They grow it. I think they only make it in Seattle. In, in America, real wasabi. It's hard to grow or something. It's expensive. And somebody fact check this, please. And, Why don't you get uh, a computer right there? Google it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. This, Here, yeah, I let me, let me keep, stop and Google. You keep this talking. Is I'm going to Alta Vista it. I've got what, is al- <laughs> what does that mean? What is Alta Vista? Old reference. Uh, old search engine from 99. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I have well, I'll tell you about an awesome place to is eat. Is that on CompuServe yet? Uh, it was, it was uh, you know. I uh, when we went when we hung out with Regan, he took us to this Mexican restaurant way off the strip in Vegas, like that really good. deep. So in Vegas that when we walked in, we we're the only white people, and the woman literally said to me, "What are you guys doing here?" Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Then they had the best tacos I've ever had in my life. It was great. It was they had a great El Pastor, and they had a nice uh, like a green um, whatever that green salsa was was off the hook. Verde. Yeah, Verde. <laughs> right? Sure, the Verde. Yeah, yes, the Verde is yes. very good. I when I go to Vegas now, I, I, I when I work there, I drive, and every day I go to Whole Foods. And it, there's a Whole Foods at the end of the Strip. It gets me out of the casino. It gets me out of that. Yeah, smell. you got to get it out of the me casino. Out of that thing. I go to Whole Foods. You got to get. Like, I definitely get out of the casino. Yeah. Definitely, you got to get out. I used to go work out every day when I used to work out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to go. No, for years. You know, I worked Vegas. Like I, one time, I worked at 13 weeks one year. Oh Christ! Yeah. I, it was fun. I actually like. You know, I was yeah. younger. It was, sure. I was in my early thirties. It was fun. Yeah, I guess so. Well, if you're younger now, I think about it. It's no, like, it's like a nightmare. We never played Vegas. Uh, the closest we came was uh, Reno. That's Reno, which was a really uh, a real shithole, a real toilet dump. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was. It was just uh, uncomfortable. Reno, <laughs> and not a place for comedy. <laughs> was no, it a, were not working a, a club. Or, they or still a, do comedy it there. Was, though. It was a gambling. It was a casino. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a, a Calneva Lodge. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. the the famous Calneva. Cal, the famous Calneva. Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. is still open. I didn't realize. I, I, and did yeah. Sinatra open that or owned that for a while? I think. Well, I think it was a regular there. Yeah. 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 And this was you and Barry Link? That's right. Doing Link yeah. and Earl? Uh-huh. We'd go there, and it was, uh, yeah, it was just uncut. Nobody wanted to listen to anybody on stage. Was, yeah, the slots machines right, right, right there, and people going back and forth to the buffet, and, the, and then the guy who uh, was supposed to pay you, uh, looking like he wanted to kill you at sure. the end of the night, and, uh, you know, mafia, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, those were the days. Oh, uh, yeah. Plus, it was cold the up there, you know, and, and uh, the winter time and... It was just, uh, and then, you know, I have to go back to the hotel room with uh, your comedy partner. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a little that's, awkward. Yeah. Was, <laughs> <sighs> oh, did you ever, do you guys have to share hotel rooms? Sometimes, yeah, we'd have to Ooh, usually. Yeah. That was rough. Did you Separate ever share a hotel room starting out? Uh, a couple times. 
Yes, that yes, sucks. couple times. It was, you know, it was. It, it usually it was with someone who I was friends with, and we were driving up, and you know, it wasn't horrible at all. Really, if it was with someone I didn't know, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, it was always with someone I knew. It only happened, but you know, some stuff you take, you know. <laughs> Like, like I remember one time I was working and uh, you stayed at the guy's house. I hate oh, that yeah. shit. Yeah. The guy's oh. house. Yeah. You know, no, but you, you, I didn't know any better. You're starting no, no, out. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, I get the game. The gig pays regular money. So we I, would never do that. We were offered that a couple of times. That sounded like, a, like you know, a missing persons case about yeah. to happen. That was just, oh, geez, they're going to kill us. I guess, I'm looking, us. I guess I'm looking at these situations from my point of view now as opposed to my point of view then when I was doing it. When I was yeah. like, fuck yeah, I'll sleep on your couch. I can do four nights. Let's do this. I get yeah. paid what? I, just Lam, couldn't, I couldn't believe that people would pay me. To, I mean, I, I had a real job. You know, I was yeah. doing masonry. And then you know, I got out of college. I mean, I, I took six years to finish getting my bachelor's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't believe people were, they were paying me to MC more money than I was making doing masonry. I couldn't really? believe Yeah, when I started in 1989. Were you Chicago? Yeah, you were Chicago. You yeah. were with the boys, right, Jimmy? I would and get Graham paid two hundred dollars a night to do comedy in a bar. Jeez, you know, sometimes three hundred dollars a night at that time. Yeah, that was a lot. I didn't make that much money doing. Uh, I, I I was making less than that. Right, and so I didn't the, have to work. It was you didn't do nothing. You just I couldn't believe it. So yeah. if someone those, offered those, me money to do it, I did it. Those Masonic people are cheap. They won't pay anything. Yeah, I know. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, I was doing tuck pointing mostly. We did some glass block work, Jim. <laughs> well, I'm way over my head with these tech terms. Yeah. Um, a lot of grout work? No, of, not a lot of no grout. grout. No, no, that's more of a Tyler. It was a, stone, right? That's what you work no, with? We, it, bricks mostly. Bricks, yeah. Which I kind of consider stones. Yeah. But I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. So you, you laid did, bricks or you, did you chip stones to make. Did bro- you make the bricks? No, I didn't do any of that stuff. What would happen is once the cement starts to wear down in between the bricks, I would come and replace it. It's called tuck pointing. What's it called? Tuck pointing. I'm sorry, we're getting. It's okay. We're getting. That's all right. Air, it's one of ours. <laughs> getting aerated over here. So, uh, so tuck, then we tuck would pointing. Tuck T U C K pointing. Okay. I've and avoided would, manual labor my whole life. And we would also uh, sometimes when we would get a bigger job, we would hang off the side of a building and we'd do. Uh, like parging, they call it, and it was horrible. Yeah, I hated it. it. Sounds horrible. But we had a lot of fun. We did mostly residential, but we had a lot of fun because my brothers were funny. You oh, know? you did it all the family. Yeah, so it was my dad's business, and then it was my brother. And my brother got he when he got it, he started doing big buildings yeah. downtown Chicago, and that was when I became a comedian. Right. So he started making real money. Sure. Doing that, and then. I went start being a comedian and sleep until noon, and I loved it. I respect anybody who can work with their brothers, the Farrelly brothers, the Door brothers, the Cohen brothers. Yeah. Anybody, my brother and I, we did landscaping one summer, and we beat the shit out of each other on somebody's front lawn every day. Yeah, it's you know what, it's not a good idea. I don't recommend it. Um, there was a lot of stress always, yeah. and uh, especially my dad. Like that's the worst thing. That was the worst thing for our relationship that we worked together. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he just like he's just yelling at you all day, right? You know, and, and then you just, go home and he just yells you know, at you all yeah, night. And you know, he sees when you come home at night, and and he think and so he's got a chip on his shoulder because you're out, out drinking all night. Yeah, well, I'm fucking twenty years old. What do yeah. you think I'm? You know, what do you want me to come in at ten o'clock like you? Like I'm an old man with kids. Like I got married when I was eighteen, like right. a dummy. <laughs> well, I'm sure that didn't create a lot of uh, conflict. Yes, it did. <laughs> Saying oh, it that did. to your dad oh, okay. like that. It turned out, no, I wouldn't. I never said that to him because he would beat the shit out of me. You just said it now. But is he still with us? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. In fact, he just had... Uh, dad, you're a chump. 
<laughs> no, he's 86. Wow. And uh, he just had open heart surgery. First thing he he's ever had real major ever in his long wrong in his life. Yeah. Never had health problems. And he eats, you know, eats a quarter of ice cream every night. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so he's 86. Yeah. And, they, he, and I'm like, wow, I was pretty sure I was pre- totally prepared for him to die during the surgery because I think. Sure. 86 like yeah, i yeah. figured i would die during open heart i'm you know but anyway he may he lived and he's fine now it's fu- it's unbelievable I, he's gonna live another 10 years that's great i mean 86 is a good run right there no kid he retired get this so my grandpa retires he died and he dies like two years later right and he retired when he was like 60 or something mm-hmm. my grandpa but he was a drinker and yeah. a smoker mm-hmm. my dad didn't drink and he quit smoking he was 40 so uh my dad retires at 57 yeah. You, you wait. Your dad retired fifty-seven. Seven. He retired from the police force, and he quit doing the mason. He quit doing the masonry. Right, right. Fifty-seven because he thought he was going to die in a few years. Sure. It's like his dad because he was the <laughs> oldest son. Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't. He's still living thirty, 30 years, years later. later. That's awesome. He's been just. He's been golfing oh, and great. bowling and square dancing. That's what my parents <laughs> do for thirty years. That's a life right wow. there. Yeah, that's more years than I've been doing comedy. Right. That's amazing. Oh, wouldn't it be great if we could retire sometime? Yeah. Yes. I've often wondered. I'd often wanted to. I like doing comedy, but I hate having to do it as a business. Yeah. And it's like, can I just, like, I've done a couple of specials. I'm like, can I just retire? Like, you know, like a football player, when they win the Super Bowl, they can retire and they just announce football. Can I just announce comedy? (laughs) It's like, oh, it opens up with a dick joke. Let's see how the crowd reacts to that one. You know, he's known to come out aggressively. (laughs) Unlike some people, they assault the crowd and they started apologizing like a madman. I'm surprised Doug Benson hasn't done something like that. He does more of an interruption. Yeah, well, yes. I'm more. We'd be more of a commenting. I like commenting on a color. When would you be I like, color guy? There's or? something. Fu- yes, I would be. I like. There's something that I really, really like is to sit in the back of a comedy club with other comedians and heckle the comic and not heckle him, but talk, <laughs> talk but comment on his act. Sometimes it's fun to take it seriously. Like I'll just turn to the other comic. Go, I think he's making some of this up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like doing that. That always makes me laugh. And uh, or take him seriously. Whatever he's saying. Like, well, why would he do that? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he knows that. <laughs> so I just I just like doing that. That's just fun for me. Yeah. That, that's it's like a little mystery science theater with stand up. Sure. Yeah. No, I agree. I think I just invented a show. Maybe. Hey, let's take that to Montreal, huh? <laughs> take over the old fake gallery. Yeah, uh, didn't somebody old... already? I don't know. I, I love the fake gallery. I loved it because it was always available. Sure. When I needed to do a show. The fake gallery is a theater here in town, which recently just closed its doors. Paul Kozlowski ran it. It was very eclectic. Very fun. Very fun place to do a bunch of good shows. After 12 years or so? Well, yeah. It was 12 years. This is a 12-year yeah, run. Yeah, uh, I guess yeah. so. Because when I got back into it, it was like 2005. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 12 years. Good for him. That's a good run. You know, like, I'm not a good planner, so if I want to ever do a show, which I like to do live shows around L.A., I do, mm-hmm. like, that video show, Pop and Politics. Oh, you haven't done that in a while. And, uh, I, you know, I did it, um, actually, last time I did it was at The Fake, I think, in May. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but the, gr- the good thing is, like, I could always call Paul, and he would have something available in, like, in the next two weeks, mm-hmm. like a night. I'm like, oh, great. So I would just book it, and then I would promote it on my radio show, and I would get a crowd. Cool. But now, like, if I want to go, like, to the West Side Theater, they're booked for two months. And, oh, you yeah. know, it's like, wow, where are the, pl-? you know, so that's what I, I certainly miss about that. Jokes Ahoy, down here in the marina. <laughs> Do it there. Wait, is that what it's called? Jokes Ahoy? 
I think it is called. No, it's called Comedy Ahoy. Oh, Comedy Ahoy. No, I guess the, anyway. Is it a maritime themed uh, comedy club? It's not a comedy club. It's a, is it a bar? Or it's a, a bar. Yeah, I got some. Uh, the young man, please let me. Um, I want to get his name. His first name is Matt. I'm going to get his last name last name correct. But he, I, uh, I was doing a set at Flappers, and we got to talking about uh, uh, politics and what have you. Sure. And uh, and so he invited me down to do his show. He said we usually get a good crowd, about thirty people, come out to see the show. Are you sure you want to do your? left-wing politics in Marina Del Rey. I don't know if that's going to fly too <laughs> well down there. <laughs> in front of a bunch of crusty old sailors. Uh, yeah, his name is Matt Neal. So it's, oh, I uh, know him. Yeah. Do and, you ever run into the the heavy right-wing crowds when, you, when you're out and about? Because one thing I've noticed about your act, which is really cool, and I think I complimented you on this last time we worked together, is you get really political, and then you bring it back. You know, I make it all... Uh, I, if I, I, you know, I talk about I, I talk more about issues than people, mm-hmm. and I talk it in a way that doesn't separate the audience. It's yeah. always against us, against them. Mm-hmm. Like the people I take on in my act is like Wall Street mm-hmm. or corporate America or the news media. So it's always us against them, the institutions in our country that are letting us down. Right, right. And I make you know, um, like I'll uh, because it is true. Like it's not a left right issue. To me, it's and you can read about it in your country. It's just not that into you. Available now on Amazon.com. <laughs> Does Greg Barron get ten percent of that? Number two? No, he doesn't. <laughs> His book sold. Is it away. number two? If I get on Oprah, I'll give him ten percent. Okay. All right. How about that? Is it number two? <laughs> it was number two in co- in uh, political comedy for a uh, day. That's great. So yes. Uh, no, Karen Rontowski told me that last night. She's like, he's like a bestseller now. It was nice. It was nice. So I've sold enough books. That I think that the whole deal is you try to sell enough. That the the book company will give you an, another advance to do another one. Oh, okay. So hopefully, I think I have. All so right. So that's good. I have a lot of help. A lot of people like you uh-huh. have helped. You know, you invited me on to help, uh, and it's been real nice. You know, people like even Adam Carolla, cool. who are probably political opposites, but uh, he was very nice. I had me on his show and let me uh, spew my. My comedy. Oh, that's great. He was at, even laughed a few times. <laughs> and Jimmy was kind enough to bring a book to give away to uh, the audience today. Oh yes, really? Well, yes. No, he wasn't. No. I just threw him under the bus oh, right oh, here. I should have. I should have. I didn't well, even we'll think about it. No, chartreuse uh, coffee mug then. Okay, no, <laughs> but I, I know a lot of my listeners love like CD, like special. Well, a lot of my listeners know you guys already because you've both been on here before and you're awesome. But they also love to buy CDs and DVDs and books. So this is. I'm excited. It's on my list to read. I'm oh, fantastic! Oh, gotta, you know what? I gotta finish. Uh, it reads better, Keith Richards, and then, uh, okay. then Jimmy Dore. It reads better on a Kindle than it does in uh, hard copy. What's that? The layout looks better. Honest to God, it oh. just does. Yeah? yeah, 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 yeah. Was it designed that way? Um, no, I just I didn't. You know, I don't know. Any, I never did a book before, so I don't know anything about anything. I just know when it showed up. I'm like, oh, I like. Look how look how I was like, oh, honey, look how nice it looks on the Kindle. It mm-hmm. looks really so. Yeah, I, I dig it more that way. You I know, mean, my book. Plus, I also get more royalties on a Kindle. Uh, anyway, okay. you know, <laughs> then it looks amazing on the Kindle. You get more royalties on Kindle. Yeah, I get yeah. double the royalties really? on an well, ebook. Well, because there's no cost to them to produce an oh, ebook. Of course. You know, for a real book, you have to print it and then ship it. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, this yeah. no, the nothing. It's just, for, it's like, you know. You, you know, my book, Morning Remembrance, a uh, collection of <laughs> easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> easy for you to Rip say. Rip from the deadlines. It looks great in hard copy and on Kindle. Yeah. That's a funny book. We often feature Jim on my, on my show. He reads them. Everybody cracks up. It's great. Why don't Thank you give you. us the title of that book again? Morning Remembrance. What Morning, I, oh, wait, I, he's, he's reaching for his bag, with, ladies and with, gentlemen. Uh, with a U. 
Why don't you read a collection of mocking obituaries ripped from the deadlines? Yes. Re- ah, would you read one right now? I would. I would if Please I had do. my book. Oh, you're reaching for your bag. I thought you had it with can't you. you. I thought I did. Can't but you I go to your? Can't you go to your website on your phone and read it off there? Well, I don't think we have time to. You know. Well, I'll keep talking. Yeah, you I don't do think it. we're gonna have any problems to. Yeah, Mary, uh, nah, that's okay. You're you know, such a pussy. Oh, don't. Be, Can the, you not say that as a? Th- is that an insult? You know what's funny is I, I was thinking about. Wait a about, minute. What, what what subject are you on now? You just went from the book to the pussy and then an insult. Because what, I have a joke I want to talk about. Is that okay? It's a comedy podcast. All right. <laughs> uh, when, Jim, when Jimmy asked Jim to come over here, I didn't think you were going to be bullying him. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't think. I thought you guys were friends. I didn't I'm realize. trying to get him to do his comedy. Would you read his? He's good never co- been over to my place once. He's never invited uh, me in over. Twenty years. Jimmy's been I've to my place him. three times. Yeah, he's never invited me over. I've, he's been to my house. Jim's yeah. been to my house. I'm not you? even sure Jimmy likes me, and he's been to my house three times. That's, look at that. Now, why wouldn't you? Why? Of course, I like you. <laughs> I wouldn't come here if I didn't like you. Oh, that's a good point. You have your eyeglasses, your sunglasses you on. I can't even see what expression you have. Uh, oh, hello. Very sincere. Okay. What joke were you going to talk about? This is a comedy Oh, so after all. I was thinking about this. Because, like, Alex, because so, you can't, um, you know, it's uh, we've evolved to the point where you don't, gay is now you can't use it as an insult. That's, you know, bad thing. Right. You can't uh, say faggot, right? right? That's also very bad. But Alec Baldwin got in trouble because he called that paparazzi guy in a heat of anger. He called him a cocksucking faggot. Yeah, cocksucking faggot, I believe. But and apparently cocksucker is okay because I guess that's gender neutral. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that's- which is just so. hilarious to me. That yeah. That's okay. Right. But the but he and he said he didn't say the f word. He said he called him a cocksucking fathead, and um, which really? is totally plausible. Yeah, yeah and, that uh, rolls right off the tongue when you're in a fat. heat of rage. No, right? <laughs> Nobody says like a real meaty swear word and then a cartoonish swear yeah, word, yeah. right? You know, no, oh, you co- you motherfucking fart snarkle. <laughs> That's that's what I came up with. Do you have First any more? Circle. Can you think of another? I thought of how about you, um, uh, you you come guzzling Tinkerbell. That's what I. That's my other one. Yeah, that's I a little Tinker, strong. I think Tinkerbell. Uh, Tinkerbell might be an insult to the gays, if I remember oh, really? correctly. Yeah, oh, well, Tinkerbell. I think Tinkerbell. Mr. Isn't that what Mr. Roper used to call Jack Tripper on Three's Company? A Tinkerbell? Tinkerbell, yeah, oh. or Olympus, that kind yeah. of thing. Really? Am I the only one who watched PBS? How about kind of reverse <laughs> it, you? Cunt smart ass. <laughs> I just like to hear you use that word, Jim. Uh, but just... if you can think of anybody thinks of a couple of more of those, I could use like a list of ten. I think and it would then be a good way to close. A, and you on a new hour on long special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see your joke. Please on email me at Jimmy Door at Earthlink.net. <laughs> That's my old timey email I use for my website. I uh, did have a Jimmy at JimmyDoreComedy.com, but it never works. Oh, right. I saw when I emailed you, I have like three emails for you. And yeah. one of those was uh, yeah. JimmyDoreComedy.com, which is usually the one I go to because they usually work. But yeah, I didn't. I it, this one hasn't for, forever. Right. But it's Jimmy at, my website is JimmyDoreComedy.com. doesn't matter if you Google Jimmy Door, it'll come up. Mine yeah. used to be CC001705 at MindSpring.com. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of the first uh, emails ever. Are you kidding? No, I'm not Really? <laughs> I had that for years and years and years, yeah. What and, year was that? Uh, it's 90, uh... What, did they assign you one, like, in prison? Why would you have that... 90, you had an email 95. in 95. Yeah. Why would you, why would they, why would that be your email? Did they assign you that? It just, uh, it wasn't AOL, it was Mindspring, you know, when I first, when I switched from AOL, like everybody else did, to another thing, Mindspring, that was what they gave me, was CC001705. 
Really? Yeah. They just gave you it, and you couldn't go. Can I just? Can I get no. Jim Earl? And Back that didn't then, seem you very 1984ish to you. Yes, right. No, I liked it because you know then you could just you wouldn't get. It spam. rolls off the tongue like fathead. CC four seven three one. Mine used to be a con fathead at uh, <laughs> AOL.com. And how'd that work? How'd that work out for you in business? Very hilariously. <laughs> <laughs> I remember talking to my friend. I was we started doing comedy together, and he started making. A, this was like ninety six or seven, and he was like, "I'm building a website, and people are going to come and look at my what." I'm like, "Who wants to fucking see you? Who's going to go to your website?" That's such bullshit. Oh, right. Like, so behind the time. I just bought a CD player like a week ago. I'm just so oh. behind the time. And sure enough, he's like, oh, one day we're going to watch movies and nobody's going to go to the movies anymore. I'm like, who's not going to go to the movies? I haven't been to the movies in two and a half years. I haven't <laughs> been to the movies since 1995. Um, I mean, at night. I oh, go during the oh, day. Yeah. I like going. But what, one time, so when I moved out here, right, as most comics... Uh, it's very scary because, you know, you don't have a job waiting for you. Very right. few people have a job waiting for them when they move, move to Los Angeles. And um, and so I didn't know. You don't know if you're going to make it. I didn't know. You know, I didn't know. Anyway, so I couldn't get spots. And so for the first time in five years, I didn't have a gig on a Friday night. So I'm like, oh, I guess I go, I'll go see a movie like the rest of the world does, right? <sighs> yeah. How do people go to movies? How do you sit just, it's a room full of annoying assholes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just packed shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Shoulder to shoulder. How could you watch a movie shoulder to shoulder? Like I'm used to, as a comedian, you go during the day and two there's no one dude, in the there. The two o'clock afternoon movie. And it's just favorite. like, great. It's like you have your own personal screening room and... Sit like this, but people up are, on the chairs. People talking and opening shit and there's texting and thing. And, uh, shut up! <laughs> what, what about in the new uh, movie palaces, though, with the rocking chairs and the... the I go during the, the day. The big things and then the people who get up there who work there and say, yeah. oh, ladies Arc- and gentlemen, you're about to see this and that. And that At ArcLight, you mean? Yeah. That's nice. Is that a nationwide thing or is that just a local big city I thing? I uh, the, the only place I remember them is in the ArcLight here on Sunset. They yeah. would come up and give a spiel. I go to the other ArcLights, they don't give a spiel. And every once in a while, Toby Maguire will come out and introduce your Spider-Man movie. Oh, isn't that fantastic? Yeah. Huh? I've, I, I've never been there when it's happened, but I read he's about like, it. When uh, the new, like Ben I Affleck will come and this is Argo. Which shouldn't have won any awards, but it did. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's racist. <laughs> Speaking of which, we got to keep this tight. We still got a few minutes, but we're we'll okay. going to a fancy smancy Wait, premiere tonight. Are you? Yes. What are you going My to? My wife's movie is premiering tonight. Really? What is, so, what is the name of the movie? Interstellar. When you say your wife's movie, my wife is a costume designer. Okay. And a fan of yours, actually. So oh, I'm a fan of show hers. Show a little respect, will you? So I'll be going to a movie tonight, which will be the first time I stepped in a theater in honestly like two years, I think. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I just I, I I'm, I'm the afternoon movie guy, and now I can't go in the afternoons, and my wife doesn't want to go in the afternoons. She likes the weekends. I don't like it. I don't like it. I can't. I can't. I have really don't know how people can. I, I don't know. It's. it's I would it's, see it's silent movies. I would go if, if you have a group of people who are there specifically to see that kind of thing, then they're usually going to be well-bred, yeah, uh, nice people who would sit there and not but, throw shut. Yeah, I but I don't trust the. Five minutes into it, some girl going, is nobody talking in this thing? What is, <laughs> what is, what is, what is there no talk? Turn there's, up the sound. There's always that. Oh, there was, by the way, so I did this thing up and said there was a woman in the front row, Matt, Matt Kirshen's on stage, and she, the whole time she's texting, and then when she, the only time she wasn't texting is she would look up to say something and interrupt the show. What? And for, to the point where I walk over to, and I said, hey, 
uh, you got to throw them out or I, I can't go up. And so they literally, they two seconds later, they, they got up. And anyway, what is wrong with people? Oh, man, poor Karen Rontowski and Karen. I apologize if I'm telling tales out of school because this happened last night at Ventura. Karen was headlining. And uh, some girl in the front row just finger uh, in her th- like that. Uh, and Karen's like, I'm sorry, this is really distracting. Uh, are you texting? She's like, no, I'm checking my heart rate. <laughs> and then it got like really tense. Like yeah, checking you, your heart. Yeah, I've I've I have heart issues and my heart was palpitating just really bad right now. And so I'm just uh, checking. Really? Yeah. But I was just like, oh man, the poor, heart but Karen, the pro- professional she is, is, like, great. That means I'm, you know, fucking making you laugh. Do you almost uh, have a heart attack? You know, just brought it around, but it got really tense there for uh, one second. <laughs> what I'm doing right now. Uh checking your insulin? Checking my uh my gallbladder. Oh yeah. Right here. But anyway, Mac Kirshen handled he was real he was really nailing. You know, he handled it perfectly. And then the woman finally got up and left. Oh good. With the guy. The guy she was with kind of was uh built like he had big shoulders and yeah. muscle. So I I had uh, Kirshen's intimidating, so But he he's, he's so you know, couldn't be less threatening. He's so nice and it's five two 87 pounds. And the woman gets up. She goes, you can all clap now as we walk out. <laughs> so nobody clapped. Ah. They walked out in silence. They walked out in silence. It was like, oh. And so then it makes, so when something like that happens, it has a, a strange effect where it makes the crowd better. Like the yeah. crowd's more, they're like energized by it. Like, ah, we all had an experience together. Sure. And it's just, it's like more fun because then you can always reference it, which I did it a bunch of times. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that was, uh, so I was good for me that it happened. Yeah. And, you know, you're right. It's good for the audience too because they feel like they're not getting, you know, yeah, they're 20 having minutes a... of Matt Kirshen that he did last night and an hour that Jimmy's been doing. For, you know, it's, it's not that it's bad, but it's an experience. Yeah, they're know? having a real experience yeah, that yeah. you don't have when you sit home and watch television. Although now I say that, Fuck you, people who want to make an experience out of a show. Yeah, <laughs> you know no, what I mean. Yeah, there, there, there's something wrong with those people. Yeah, there's they're, nothing. There's no talking to them. There's no. They don't get it. They're like they're disconnected. They're like a psychopath. Oh yeah. They don't. How? What? How could I be doing anything wrong? Mm-hmm. Why did you tell me to shut up? You ever hear that? That guy told us to stop talking. He was rude. <laughs> no, no, you're not supposed to talk. That's why I told you that. You're being rude. What? Give me the manager. I am the manager. Oh man, one time I was working in Atlanta. Punchline? And some people, no, it was the, uh, what was the name of the club? Skull? Marshall Childs used to book Ooh. it. And yeah, it was the, before the Skull. Okay. I only noticed and, a Skull. Yeah. So before that, anyway, so these people got complained. They go, I want to talk to the manager. And they didn't like my religious jokes. They go, you know, we're Christians and we don't appreciate his religious jokes. And Marshall said, uh, well, then this probably isn't the comedy club for you then. <laughs> nice. Good for him. <laughs> I like. like he, I don't know, Marshall. I like him. Like he didn't go hear some tickets to come back when the guy yeah, yeah, next yeah. week, whatever. He was just like, yeah, you probably. He could just see it's going to be a problem forever. People like get out. This isn't for you. God bless. That's why I just knew I loved that guy forever. That's right great. Time. I just, you know what? You're going to get offended in comedy. I don't care, and nothing cracks yeah. me up more. And I hate to talk locally, you know, because I have listeners all over the world. Um, but Nerd Melt, this great showroom here in town, has a lot of the great comedy. Chappelle came by the other night. And just went on a rant uh, about gay rights or something. And some woman was so offended by it. One of the hipster comic fans. Yeah, I read that. She yeah. blogged about it. And she was like, I don't know how to how to feel about this. I wish I could talk to James Adomian or another gay comic just to help me deal with my feelings. Fucking sack up, man. You're in a comedy show. 
Like, uh, what did he? What was he saying? I don't. I wasn't there. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, there were, uh, the, uh, the gist of her article was that he was he was using these uh, cliche, offensive, uh, descriptive terms for. Uh, like what? What were some of them for homos? Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I, you know, I have no idea. I really didn't get the article, and I didn't. I did have no idea what went on from the descriptions of the article. You know when that's that, like, except it, when people get offended in an audience. It's yeah, come on, you're in a comedy show, unless the guy's uh, you know a Nazi. Somebody, I got an email. Some people wanted me to stop making beheading jokes on my radio. Oh, really? all, they go, those guys were you know courageous, and you shouldn't be making fun. It's like there's all you make. If you can make a Holocaust joke, which you can, yeah. You can make any joke, okay? That's what comedy... Comedy is there. The more horrific something is, the bigger necessity for comedy. Nobody needs comedy to lighten their load of their day at Disneyland. I don't know. I don't know, Jimmy. You know, I've kind of had it up to here with all these beheading jokes. You know? You know what I mean. But I have a new beheading joke, and it gets great laughs. And I'm not a political comic at all. I, I wish you would stop doing that, though, because those guys are courageous and that you shouldn't make fun of them. You know, you should blog about it. <laughs> you know, Joan Rivers said, uh, you know, you got to make sure if you're not pissing off, uh, I think she said 10% of the audience, you're not doing it right or oh, something like that. And yeah. if you're not only paying, you're not paying your writers only 10% of what they deserve, you're not doing it right either. Yeah, she wasn't a big union person, right? Yeah, she was. As a union member, she wasn't a big union person. No, she was. It was disgraceful. It was abusive. It, it really, that's why I didn't really say much when Joan died, because I was really not happy Disappointed? With yeah, I was really disappointed in the fact that she treated her writers like that. That's yeah. too bad. Yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. But yeah, her early stuff in the 60s, I liked. Oh, man, that's ha. stuff in the... Yeah. Actually, I think her, you know her uh, abortion jokes in the sixties. Are come on, yeah, that's amazing. Sixties, you know, yeah, yeah. right there. Yeah, that documentary on her really opened my eyes to her. I didn't really, I really wasn't familiar with her work until then. It was, it's funny, you know. I, I'm embarrassed to admit, like, there's a lot of good comics from the past that I'm not familiar with their stuff. Like, I should get like Mort Saul. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, yeah, I don't think you, I've ever heard anything he's done. You'd figure you'd be a Mort Saul fan too. I just, but it's it's hard to find. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, who else? I'm not really that familiar with. Um, go ahead. Leonard Barr. Never even heard of him. Raymond. Dean Martin. Dean Martin's uncle, old uh, uh, stand-up comic. Uh, just did uh, real uh, one-liners, deadpan one-liners. Oh he was yeah, hilarious. He what was, was his name? Leonard Barr. Leonard Barr. He used to get in trouble for peeing in the bed from the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> See, he does one-liners. He does one-liners. Now, did you guys get very political, Lincoln Earl, or were uh, you just more? By the way, Pro- and I said this last time we were here. Greg Proop says you're the darkest comics he had ever experienced in his life. <laughs> Greg Proop said that. Yeah, yeah, you were the darkest comedy uh, act he'd ever seen. We did a lot of stuff about death and and mental illness and uh, people on the edge of uh, you know uh, sanity and stuff like that. But I don't think we ever got political. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, like the one where you uh, held a gun to his head. I remember seeing that, and I want to say, or oh, he high held school. it to your head. The r- roulette. It was the, a Russian roulette yeah. uh, joke telling. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that I'm was. Gonna that, I'm going to post that bit on the site if I can find it on the YouTube. You did that on the Premium Blend, didn't I you? I got it up on my uh, Facebook uh, page. Right, so you on the Premium Blend doing that, right? Yeah, Premium Blend. Yeah. Oh, really? We stayed at uh, Manhattan in style, a nice uh, hotel. Where was that hotel? That was a, a, a Gramercy Park mm-hmm. hotel. Well, it was, the, it was great. The one I stayed at was the Parker Meridian. When I did premium blend. Oh, that's a nice. Yeah. I've stayed in that hotel. That was that's a nice it hotel. It was the it was oh 
overlooking Central Park in the swankiest room I had stayed into that point, probably since. It was pretty cool. It was I loved it. That's where Rich Jenny used to stay every time he oh, played yeah? uh, New York was the Parker Meridian. It's a nice mm-hmm. hotel. I stayed sat next I to Keith Olbermann, had breakfast there. How long was that? How long was that uh, Russian roulette bit? And what did they cut it down to on Premium Blend? Thirty seconds. Uh, well, actually, it was. Uh, it's about a two minute bit. Mm-hmm. Two minute bit. It's still the same thing. All know? right, man. I've seen somebody on those old Premium Blends just non sequitur because they cut it down to two minutes. They're you know and taking their seven minutes. To I close. learned ours was exactly the way we rehearsed. Oh, it good, and, good, and, and and shot it. It was yeah, perfect. I learned a lesson on Premium Blend. What? Do less time. Yeah, exactly what you said. Oh, yeah. Because so you were supposed to do, I don't know. You're supposed to do seven to nine minutes, maybe seven. I think I probably did eleven mm-hmm. minutes, which was a mistake. So now they have to still cut it. Yeah, dummy. And I didn't think of that. And so they cut up my jokes, which they had to. I didn't give them a. So it was my had only myself to blame, sure. and I was like such a painful, <laughs> painful, painful lesson. That's hilarious. You know, you, you start with a setup and some some other punchline. How's uh, everybody doing? And that was in the car. Yeah. <laughs> We're married now. Hey. Well, I, I I I take that approach to all comedy and stand up. Less is. More so, still, yeah, I agree. You know? and, and, like I, I had to cancel a gig the other night. Oh, look at you, big shot canceling yeah, things. I had to, well, I got called by another gig, a better gig, so I had to go call me go. when you cancel. I'm available. I'll call you. I will call you. I called my friend Tim Lee, who filled in. But there were seven comics on the show, and I called the woman. I'm like, hey, the improv called. I got to go do that tonight, and they're like, well, what am I gonna do? Ha! <laughs> 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 uh, just keep six, which is still too too many for your show, by the way, lady. So, That's funny. What am I going to do now? Uh, have a already too long of a show. <laughs> That's the other pro- the problem Did with you the just canceling uh, shows, huh? Just showcasing d- comics. There's a reason three to four comics work. It's an old style. You know what though? I, I down at the Comedy Magic Club they do uh, ten comics and everybody does like seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, it really works. They got that from their anniversary show, which was fun. We used to do. Well, everybody, but you do less time. You only do like four minutes on mm-hmm. their anniversary shows, which that's you know that's tight in a club. Yeah, even though that's the amount of time you only do four and a half if you do a late night show usually. But uh, that's not enough room in a club. But anyway, seven. So that and they they works and yeah. tag team. There's no MC, which yeah. that's how I. That's why it works. Yeah. If you had to see an MC, that so slows down a show on a show like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, on a three person show, it can be great to have an MC. But uh, anyway, that's my little two cents. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, I don't. I ever since I you. moved 15 minutes from the Comedy and Magic Club, uh-huh. I haven't worked there. Uh, <laughs> I get called to the Ice House in Pasadena all the time. Now. Oh, do you? Yeah, but I said, I, gotta, I have to yeah. give Jan a call. He's a. Uh, I just. I I'm just one of those guys. I don't uh, follow up as much as I should. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way with flappers. Oh, yeah? I haven't followed up with them. Then again, I don't want to drive across town either. Oh, yeah? Again. Yeah, I know. It's Especially living on the west side. This is no fun over here. It's terrible. It is. Oh. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I had to get all new friends. I'm so glad we came over on the Sunday. I was like, yes, this so beats than coming over during the week. Yeah, when I do this during the week, which I usually do, I schedule it at 2 and keep it tight so people can get out and get oh, home again. Geez. I was just talking, Jim and I were talking earlier. We have a mutual friend who lives in Highland Park I haven't seen since I moved over here. So when I, sometimes I do my, my web series down here in Culver City, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it takes me, usually if I get out at five, it takes me about an hour and a half mm-hmm. to get home. It took me an hour and a half to drive to Santa Barbara <laughs> yeah. yesterday. I was like, what the F? <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I didn't, it hit me. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. So we were trying to move. My wife, I've been trying to find a place. It's tough out there, Jimmy. Try to find another house closer into the city. I like Pasadena, mm-hmm. but it's the smog I can't oh, You got a starter house in the smog there. You know, you need, you need starter. That is such as, you know how much my starter house costs? I could afford it right now if I had to buy a starter, house. starter house. I don't even know what a starter house starter is. Starter house. I first heard that uh, uh, Mark Maron's uh, first, uh, second wife. Uh, describing uh, their place up at Eagle, Eagle Rock, His, called it, she called it a starter house. When, boy, I was she, invited she had plans for, for that marriage, didn't she? <laughs> I got. A, I was sitting there with my girlfriend. We were over for dinner, and that never happened again. By the way, anyway, we were over for dinner. Because this podcast got successful. Yeah, and she, you know, she referred to it as her uh, their starter house, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm going, what the fuck is a starter? <laughs> what the in hell? Los Angeles, huh? Yeah. Well, you, you just well, you just bought it with your the change you found in the sofa. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, we're gonna, I mean, we're going to learn how to live in a house first. And then once we feel like we can actually own a real house, then we'll move on to yeah, a, and is, then we'll buy a real play house. house. You know, the thing, the, I think one of the things, like I'm from Chicago, right? So if I sold my house here in Pasadena and moved to Chicago, A, I could live in a mansion sure. if I wanted, which I don't. And I could I could retire on the rest of the money I would save, <laughs> you know. Like that's like, what's your retirement plan? I'm going to sell my house yeah. and move to Key West or something. Yeah, you know, that's my retirement plan. I don't know. I could do my podcast from anywhere. Yeah, I was just talking to a guy who he's an older gentleman and he's retired and uh, he he paid off his house like six months ago and he's like, you wouldn't believe how much money I have, just. Like now that I just make money and you don't have to pay off a house, like <laughs> I just have, I just find myself with money now all the time. All the money time. begets money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really that is how it works. I was read this thing where a guy says, you know, always leave a couple hundred dollar bills in your wallet, so every time you open it, you see them, and you know, you like you put you build. It's like this mindset, and it is true. Once you shift your mindset on something. Like, uh, you think things can... Uh, I saw the Jim Carrey YouTube video. I know what it's all about. It sounds like you've been watching <laughs> Susie Orman. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I was making a joke. It's a mindset. You put no. a dollar in your dollar bill and then your, your wallet. And, and two, no, like, two hours later, $10. Is, no, like, whatever... They multiply magically. No, no, whatever you put your... You know, like, uh, we're all just... Uh, as Bill Hicks taught me, and then I looked it up and he was right we're all just energy condensed to a slow vibration experiencing ourselves subjectively so we're all just energy and whatever you put your mind on that is what you will manifest it is like a magic trick and i it's been proven in my life the only problem is i never did think big enough even though my life has exceeded my dreams many times over i still manage to be miserable most of the time and uh, but as that a christian is true. i'm walking out of this if you <laughs> if you read the book by napoleon hill think and grow rich you know he got he was funded by carnegie to go around and he interviewed all the big most powerful titans of industry. dale carnegie no 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 um andrew carnegie um carnegie mellon no st- shut up napoleon hill <laughs> Interviewed uh, Carnegie, the the the, the well, you know, was Napoleon Hill. Are you drunk? He wrote a book called Think and Grow Rich. Ever heard that book? Obviously not. No, it sounds like <laughs> every other, Napoleon Hill. Sounds like every other self help book you find it. Uh, well, there's like the it's like uh, you know what Romans. people what people talked about. It's an old place in Pasadena. It was more of a concrete <laughs> version of like he. You know, it's more repetition and uh, you know keeping your mind on what you want, not getting sidetracked and. It really works. Organization. Organization. It really works. I mean, Jim, I wrote a book, for God's sakes. Or, <laughs> I, I can't even believe it. I have, I'm getting, you know, anyways, and I'm just some jagoff from the south side of Chicago who wasn't a good student, couldn't give a crap about, you know, that kind of thing. And I just wanted to goof off my whole life. And, uh, and um, now he's a best-selling author. 
And yeah, and I have, you know, and I'm doing comedy specials and not to, but it's, again, that doesn't make you happy in life anyway, that stuff. And that's what Jim Carrey said on, he said, I wish everybody could experience their dreams coming true to realize that's not where happiness lies. And it's funny, but that's how we're prepared in life. We're always preparing Mm. that we think happiness is on the other side of accomplishment, which it isn't because... Uh, we're not. We don't teach people how to live in the present moment. We teach people how to prepare for the future. So we're in a constant t- state of preparation. It's like I've always felt like I'm waiting for my life to start. Mm-hmm. It's like no matter what I've done, it's like it still hasn't started yet. And it's because I don't know how to live in the present, which uh, what, that's the big problem I think in most people's life. Uh, I'm going to start been, pitching the secret. I'm walking out of here. <laughs> I've been per- preparing for my death most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> And I think you just killed me with that, ha! by the way. Jimmy, tell us where we can find that book before we wrap you can, this up here. You can find it anywhere books are sold. It's available as an iBook. It's available at Amazon.com or at JimmyDoreComedy.com. And you spell door, G-O-R-E, JimmyDoreComedy.com. Hi, my name's Jim Earl. Hi, Jim. You can find my book. Where? JimEarl.com? Just uh, Google Morning Remembrance and the words Jim Earl, and you'll find various links. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a link at jimearl.com. Oh, yes, there is. Well, let's make it easy for the people, that Jim. Well, why don't you just go to jimearl.com? There you go. And then you'll see Morning Remembrance. It's a funny obituaries of real dead people. Read. No, written. <laughs> written. Read. Written and read sometimes. Written and read sometimes by Jim Earl. <laughs> so what... Uh, Jim, how's your podcast going? 20, 30 minutes of Sorry, path. I left a pee. How'd that go? It you went guys? great. Yeah. Was, okay. We didn't even notice you were gone. Oh, all right. What happened? Did you cover morning remembrances? We did. Yes, no, we did. <laughs> Jim, you were doing a podcast called uh, 30 Minutes of Crap. Yes. We have a With, new, uh, we're about to pinch out a new uh, 30 Minutes of Crap uh, very soon. We had a, we had a big hitch in that road uh, because, uh, you know, just technical difficulties sure. and all kinds of stuff. People all dying. Right. Cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Who does? With Robin Williams? Have well, I'm dying. We're all dying. Yeah, we're all in a state of uh, flux. No, of of destruction or but decay. It, but it's subjective, if I remember your rant correctly. We're all decaying, <laughs> right? If you put your thoughts in a collective uh, bowl and think about it, then your death will occur uh, further away. But this isn't future. Oprah. This is like <laughs> these are all great thinkers from all time have said that. Whatever you think about, that's what we, that's what you will become. Whatever you put your mind on will manifest. So that's why you have to guard your thoughts and make sure that you're not thinking of what you don't want. You have to make right. sure you think of what you want in the positive. Because if you think about what you don't want, you will attract that. What you fear, you draw near. This isn't me and Oprah saying it. These are smart people. Benjamin you know, like, Franklin once said, fish and relatives smell in three days. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Was that Franklin? I thought that was Twain. Yeah, and uh, Winston Churchill, uh, on the same uh, subject, also said, uh, just close your eyes and think of England. Yes. Mm. Yeah. He was uh, he was voted out of office the next election. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, listen, guys, I want to thank you for coming uh, on today. I wish I could stick around and uh, talk more. Um, but I have to... I, I understand you there. have responsibilities. I have a kid in there. I got to go. Uh, Jimmy... Uh, Seriously, the books. Thanks for coming on and plugging it. I appreciate it. No, thank uh, you. I'm happy to help out 
any friends and anybody I respect. So any other projects, uh, you guys let me know, man. Thank and, you. And, right and back at you. Oh, thank you. Well, <laughs> Mr. Valerio. on the radio show. Oh, um, thank you. We'll have you on. Don't. I know nothing about politics. That's, yeah. We just come on and we talk about the news on my show. No, I, I, I know enough. I know enough. Okay. I know enough to vote. Ha <laughs> All right. All right. Do you have an ID? Has there ever been voter fraud? No. Ever? Besides the kid from the breakfast club having the fake ID so he could vote? That's the only thing. I bring my IUD to the uh, polling polling (laughs) place. Um, Hey, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Thank you, guys. uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, Jimmy's special. Uh, uh, Check that out when he comes out and check out what Jim Merle's been up to. Uh, I'm at Murray V on Twitter. And uh, pick up a Road Stories t-shirt you want at murrayvaleriano.com store or Estoy Merchandising. And uh, I am in town. Most uh, all for the rest of the year, though. But I got it. But uh, I know I'm headlining Melrose Improv in January, and I'm going to be hitting the road hard in 2015. So uh, keep in touch, and thank you for listening. All right, bye. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Got a kid now. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and fees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. (laughs) Drunks in the front making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow more missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon.